Blog Talk Radio. and around the world, streaming live on the internet, it's Real Estate Coaching Radio, bringing you the latest news, interviews, and secrets of the top producers. Hosted by award-winning real estate coaches, Tim and Julie Harris. Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio. We are joined today by Ben Caballero, the Real Trends number one top producing agent in the United States for several years running now. But he's not your normal agent. He's a listing agent who works exclusively with builders and uses the Homes USA platform as his lead generation and sales vehicle for moving inventory. In 2013, that was over $700 million in inventory, a new record even for him. Ben joins us today to talk about Homes USA and the benefits of strategically working with home builders to sell new homes. Now to your host, Tim Harris. Thank you, Mr. Ventura. And Ben, welcome to today's call. We really appreciate you being our superstar today and also my co-host. So thank you again for doing that. So $700 million last year. Uh, I'm curious, what are you on track for this year? Well, we're going to get close to a billion uh, that would be a nice landmark, uh, and uh, if we don't get it this year, we'll get it next year, I'm confident. Yeah, um, that's pretty impressive. I don't know. I know you're not, and we're going to talk about this today. We've had a lot of our other superstars and a lot of our students uh, actually requested that we interview you, and I know you don't run a traditional real estate office. You've actually, I think, in a lot of ways taken sort of the traditional real estate model and completely thrown it out, and you've come up with, I think, what a lot of our listeners will agree is maybe – what should be the next evolution of the traditional real estate model. So I'm excited to get to that. So, you know, like I said, you don't practice traditional real estate because you work exclusively with home builders as a listing agent, and you use Homes USA web platform as your listing tool. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, it's, it is uh, totally online. We collect the information from builders, and uh, we, we do it with uh, – a, um, in a way that really reduces their uh, time to, that's required to, um, to, to enter the information. You know, we, we keep a library of, of things like photographs and floor plans and rendering, so they can just uh, pull those. So, you know, we, we just have a lot of tools that are online. We, we uh, use technology very heavily and, uh, uh, it's behind a firewall, not a firewall, but a login, and it's, and it's it's not a public website. It's it's for our for our customers. Although we do have a a um, search engine for consumers, uh, that it's that's not our primary interest as far as uh, um, marketing. We we market uh, to realtors, and that's uh, there's not a lot of things that that are available to builders to. Um, that allow them to market to the realtor community, even though realtors sell about 70% or more of all the homes. Well, Homes USA is you started that website. Am I correct about that? That's correct. We ne- we launched it in 2007, and uh, uh, we've constantly improved it since that time. And and we really there's not a whole lot of uh, uh, similarity between what it was then and what it is now. 
is it an overstatement to say, because I've been on the website and I did some research prior to our interview today, and I've read a lot about you over the years too, to be honest. Is it an overstatement to say that Homes USA and what you're doing essentially is like its own standalone MLS? Well, no. Uh, we, of course, we do uh, through the RETS feed, we capture the MLS information, we pull it all in, and that's not that uncommon. Large companies do do that pretty much as a standard uh, process. But uh, we are a, a collection uh, facility for the for people for companies that want to to use us for MLS uh, purposes, so we we just make it very easy to um, for them to make a re- listing request, change a uh, price, change a status. Uh, it it uh, they can log in, click a button, and and it's done. You know, and uh, as far as the listings themselves. Um, we, we're just now launching a, a, a what I think is going to be a game changer, and it's going to allow us to appeal to a much broader audience. And that is, we're taking direct data feeds from builders and using that to create their MLS listings. And uh, through the entire process, we will be able to to eliminate everything that's involved uh, uh, except eight fields. They'll have to enter eight fields. Uh, for instance, for it to create a new listing, uh, all they will have to do is enter the legal description, and uh, the price and, and everything will be coming directly from from the builder's uh, office. So I'm trying to, uh, for folks that aren't familiar with um, what you're doing and how you've created this really, I think, innovative approach, just uh, help me paint the broad, tell me where I'm wrong with my understanding of the broad strokes. I'm a builder in the Dow, in the in the Houston area, and I'm thinking about. And I know you service all of Texas now, don't you? Yes, the the four largest markets. Right. So I'm a builder in one of those markets in Texas, and uh, I have these obviously these homes. Maybe I have some elevations of some potential homes. I then take those properties um, and I put them on Homes USA. Is that essentially the relationship? So the builder has yes. the ability to okay upload their own listing. So are those exclusive listings? Do those become exclusive listings of your broker, or how are those treated? Just you know the semantics of it all. Yes, it's uh, we are the exclusive listing uh, broker, and uh, uh, now we are not the exclusive. We don't have the exclusive right to sell because in Texas, uh, builders have a right to sell their own properties. We we sure. in Texas as in some other states uh we still believe if you own something you have the right to sell it yourself. And so by <laughs> extension by extension builders can hire employees to uh to work for them as long as the employees are 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 actually salary uh, receive a W2 and uh, don't work for anybody else selling anything else then they can can act as the builder's representative to sell homes. Okay, so from a listing broker's perspective, you obviously have a massive inventory of arguably the most desirable property because new construction in most cases is always going to outsell, outsell resale. So as a listing broker, I mean, obviously, obviously you're on track to sell, you know, hopefully over a billion dollars. I'll throw that out there for you this year in volume. The new construction uh, builders put their listings on your site, and I assume there's some sort of fee that's associated with that. And then realtors then are marketed to 
uh, and you then market to these realtors, letting them know about the inventory. And you, you then, I assume, also have realtors that work for you as buyers agents, or is that explain to me more how it works? What the sort of the business model of this is? Well, we that would be that would be a more traditional model, and we do have some agents, but they don't really get involved with the Homes USA platform. They uh, they will list and sell primarily pre uh, pre owned homes, but they do sell a number of, of new homes as as the opportunity permits. So Real Trends ranked you as the number one real estate salesperson in the whole USA for 2012, 2013, 2014, and hopefully a lot longer than that. How do you feel about that? Well, you know, it's whenever you're doing something that you enjoy, and and uh, and and this is something that I, I do enjoy a great deal. That's that's really uh, the biggest um, reward that I have for it. I. I um you know both my parents were brokers and uh real estate uh you know i guess i i bleed real estate but uh i i don't really feel any different or anything it just you know that's just just what i do and it just happened to be um uh something that that uh was very successful and allowed me to to carry the largest volume uh, of any one uh, agent I don't know if that Talks answers your question. Your, but. It does. It does. No, I, it's the uh, Texas humility <laughs> coming out, which I always appreciate. So how lo- large is your team? Let us know how your business is set up. I think people will be surprised how efficient your staff is. Well, we, we uh, our technology staff is larger than our administrative staff. And uh, <laughs> so, I mean, uh, you know, I used to think I was a real estate company that uh, – just dabbled in technology, but as as uh, as years pass, I see really that I'm I'm becoming uh, as much of a technology company as a real estate company because we rely so heavily on it, and uh, it it has so many benefits that we just uh, um, it can do so much, and so uh, our our administrative staff is is probably about forty percent of of our total. Um, uh, employees, a total number of employees. So, um, what, build, we, what uh, builders or what? I'm sorry. What folks in the industry can list on the website? So, can any builder? What's the criteria for them basically being included on the website? Do, do they have to go through any sort of process? Well, no, uh, they just have a have to sign a contract. Uh, yeah. The. Uh, it's pretty easy for them, uh, but as far as the kind of builder, uh, we uh, this is set up for a a, a volume builder. You know, a, mm-hmm. um, a, a national builder, a multi-market builder. Uh, we we have several regional builders and we have several national builders, but we we are serving them currently just in the Texas market. And of course, I hope that changes here soon. And uh, that's what we've been building our platform uh, to be able to handle. Now, our platform, being on the internet, is scalable. It it it, it would take a lot of uh, a lot more business uh, very easily. And uh, you know, I could uh, quadruple or or uh, multiply ten tenfold if 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 I had the uh, opportunity. In other words, there's no reason to not start going outside of Texas to other states. That's what I'm hearing you say. 
That's correct. The only thing we would have to deal with are the the licensing requirements and and that sort of thing. And uh, sure. And and then of course other states uh, are different from Texas as far as the model that I mentioned to you before, where uh, states and uh, require if you're selling real estate to be licensed, you know, regardless if it's uh, you're working for a company exclusively or not, you you still if you're on site selling homes, you have to be licensed. And uh, so we we would have to be sensitive to that and and uh, and, and solve that. But that's I don't see that as a big issue. I seem to remember that last year or the year before you were embroiled, and maybe I'm remembering incorrectly, that you were embroiled a little bit in this whole syndication, you know, Zillow, Trulia, Realtor.com, all right. the rest of it. Am I remembering right. correctly that you were kind of hard of that? Yes. Okay, I do remember that, yeah. Yes. We, so uh, what is Na- your... Go ahead. NAREP.net is where, anybody, where, where your listeners could uh, take a look at that if they want. And we have a Bill of Rights that uh, for, for brokers and... Uh, some other information, uh, listing agreement addendum that uh, would protect uh, the broker uh, from any things that the uh, these portals might do. For example, what I'm, if I want to talk about Homes USA Club, and I'd also like to talk with you a little bit about that, if that's okay. I mean, what would be on what are included in the Bill of Rights? This, by the way, on our radio yes. show, Ben, is pretty much one of our top five topics because I'm right there with you on your approach to this. Um, and I think it's important that our readers realize that you're one of the probably most vocal folks in the nation um, mm-hmm. saying enough is enough and this is, if, you know, this is how we should at least have some ground rules that protect listing agents. Because for the most part, no one's actually taken that stance. It's always kind of been, you know, it's just these big highfalutin conversations, but no one's really protecting the individual practitioner's business and your bill of rights or your proposed bill of rights. I really appreciate that. Can you talk a little bit about that? Sure. Uh, it's it, it pretty much follows the um, NAR's or NAR's bill of uh, NAR's code of ethics. Uh, for instance, um, the right to bar brokers and agents from advertising on a listing that they don't own. So I mean, I mean, you don't, you can't. An agent can't come and put a sign in front of one of my listings, but they can pay Zillow or Trulia or somebody to put their ad next to my listing. And in the case of uh, Realtor.com, there, there's no way for that, uh, or certainly no easy way for that uh, consumer to find me. And uh, and so they're going to get um, somebody that doesn't really know anything about the home. I don't believe that owners... Uh, would like that if they really understood the implications. Well, I agree. I absolutely agree. So, do you do you for I know if, um, and you probably know a lot of these same folks around the country. These top listing agents who really dominate a particular. It's usually a large geographic area where they dominate. Like they have thirty percent of all the listings, something like that. I am thinking of one guy in Philadelphia. A lot of you guys know him as you know, Alan Dom, and he basically stopped putting his stuff in the MLS. He just essentially formed his own MLS, and if you want to see any of the buildings in these or any units available in these condo buildings that he dominates, then you you know you go to his website and you see what's available. And the amazing thing is the sellers, you know, they obviously agree to that they wouldn't be listing with Alan. And this whole mindset that 
syndicating or having a seller's listing featured on multiple websites somehow is an advantage to the seller. That's just a fallacy, and there's never been a single report that I've ever read that's shown that somehow the seller's house sells for more just because it's been over-syndicated. So do you, are, are you working towards, or do you see a time when there actually could be that level of fractionalization in the country with smaller you know, technology-minded folks like you spitting off their listings and not even participating in mainstream MLSs? Well, I just saw today, I think, in an Inman article that uh, another MLS has been formed by uh, a group of realtors. So, uh, you know, then there you have the opposite side. You have the uh, pre, was it the pre-listing uh, yep. or the pocket listings uh, that, that are bypassing MLS and the search engines altogether. So, you know, we're in a real state of flux here, it, it, and I think it's going to just probably progress along until – there's enough pain and enough awareness in the industry that um, people do as as NAR. I keep saying NAR, and I know that's wrong, but NAR uh, recommended, and that is to demand to, um, to negotiate with with these portals uh, for um, for better rights, rather than just following along like a bunch of blind sheep and. Uh, and that's you know this is a new situation. Uh, realtors are not necessarily known for their uh, quick adaptation to technology, and and uh, and and these people, uh, these portals are spending millions of dollars, uh, tens of millions of dollars, uh, to get their story out there. And it's difficult, if not just totally impossible, for any any one person or even group of uh, companies to. To fight them, so it's going to it's going to have to be a revolt if they're going to change anything. If they if if we have enough pain, there will be a revolt. Or as in is what may be happening. Also, I see signs of it is that uh, these portals are beginning to back off a little bit of some of their their uh, hardcore principles. Uh, Zillow, for instance, does put the listing agent on top of of the agents that are available for information uh, on a particular property. So it's, you know, I'm I'm not uh, visionary enough to be able to predict what's going to happen, but but there are changes occurring all the time. And, uh, you know, one person, I don't know if your audience knows about Jim Abbott, but he has uh, probably been at the forefront of this this issue even more than myself. And uh, he and I communicate quite often. He's he's going around the country now, uh, talking to MLSs and 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 getting really rave reviews. Uh, so if anybody really wants to have somebody come out and tell them how to deal with this, um, he he's certainly available. I'm sure. I, he has a brokerage in the San Francisco area, does he not? San Diego. San Diego. San Diego. Uh, that's right. He was. I think he came out like three Realty or four years too. ago. Yeah, Abbott, yes. I remember that. I remember he put up a really provocative video, and it kind of got the conversation started. It is interesting, you mentioned Inman, it is interesting to me how many folks on Inman would just assume we stop talking about this and let the syndication train leave the station and everybody load up and stop questioning it. But, yeah, you said something also kind of speak, uh, spiked my interest. You said when the pain is great enough, there will be some level of revolt. I agree. But Ben, do you have an, an opinion on what that, what form that pain would have to be in order for our industry to actually take it seriously? Because frankly, as I can tell you are, I'm surprised that there hasn't been a revolt already. So what has to happen? 
Well, there have been many revolts, uh, say many and M-I-N-I. There's been small revolts. revolts. Uh, Cray Leakey uh, has pulled their listings. Of course, everybody knows about uh, Edina. Uh, of course, Jim Abbott's pulled them. I mean, there, there's a long list of brokers that have pulled their listings. And unfortunately, what happens when they do that, their competitors uh, just jump on, on it and try to capitalize and increase their market share rather than uh, joining forces and dealing with the issue that that we have, and uh, so I, I don't know. And, and then another issue, uh, you know, um, Reology Reology made that that has made that deal with uh, the portals for uh, I think one hundred ninety nine dollars a year. They can put any, any amount of. I know. Agents don't know about that. Agents didn't know about that. And I guess some brokers don't either, and, and uh, of course brokers control where the listings go mostly, and um, so you know as as, as the information uh, seeps through our, our industry and uh, we become more aware, then uh, you, you know we'll be we'll become more attuned to what can be done. And but it, it to me it is just lunacy to give your product to a company who then charges you and and uh for any benefit um, we're receiving no benefit for the listings it does us no good in my opinion to have our listings on 300 or 1000 websites i mean at what point i mean people can only look at one one website at a time and you nobody's going to be looking at more than probably a couple of them if that many you're going to have your favorite website and and uh and all you're going to, all you're doing is creating an opportunity for yourself to be on the third page of a Google search whenever you you put your listings out there uh, on every website. So. Right. Versus say you know ten years, well more than ten years ago now, twenty years ago when Realtor.com came out, you did get a lot of great. I mean, it was really beneficial to be a listing agent because you capture all of your own leads. But now it doesn't work that way anymore. And you, so the Realogy thing, guys, that he just talked about, what that was was a side deal that Realogy made with Zillow, if I remember correctly, that essentially their agents could ha- have the same benefit as an agent paying, I think it was $3,500 a year for something like 200 bucks. I don't remember the exact numbers. Maybe Ben does. But this was a little side deal in order for Realogy to con- uh, continue to syndicate their listings to Zillow. So then the question then becomes, if you're at a non-Realogy-owned brand, why the heck are you spending so much? Why aren't you demanding your broker strike the similar deal? It was Dave Linegar that came out recently, that one of the founders of, well, him and his wife who founded Remax, who basically said, in not so you know indirect way, that if you guys get into the listing end of things or try to get into the referring end of things, if you cross the line and actually starting to act like a real estate broker, then there's going to be cause for action. We've interviewed other people in our radio show that sort of insinuated the same thing. So maybe that's the line in the sand when Zillow and Trillia and maybe even Realtor.com, though I doubt if Realtor.com would ever do it or even consider it. When those companies start getting into the listing referring into the business, you know, capturing listing leads and referring them back to agents for 30 40%, maybe at that time that will be enough pain that the industry actually does something. But I have a feeling – that that would even be questionable at that point too. So who knows? You know, it's interesting where things are going. That's for sure. Um, tell us about Homes USA. Tell us about the club. Well, one final thought on on the uh, syndication issue. Uh, these syndicate uh, the uh, the portals can do 
things that and allow agents and brokers to do things that the the uh, NAR's code of ethics prohibits. And that's that's I guess my primary concern about about them. Uh, you know, they do just a lot of things that are just prohibited. But you can find more about that at NAREP.net. The Bill of Rights are there. The listing addendum is there. So, uh, well, I'm well, sorry. Ask, uh, well, since, since you brought that up, let me ask a follow-up question. Would there, if, yes. if, if Zillow and Trulia were willing to follow the um, the framework of the Bill of Rights, would you have any problem with them syndicating your listings at that point? No, it would require a change in their uh, in their business, the way that they do business. Uh, but that would that would be fine with me. I think it would be a fair exchange because we would be giving them their content in return for some benefit. And right now, we're giving them the content and very little benefit. They they what allow they people to... that are. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, I was going to ask you, what if they're willing to pay you for your listings, like pay you for your content, kind of like a lot of you know independent writers do? They'll write an article and sell it to an online publication and get paid you know per word or whatever. So, what can you conceive of a time when it would be acceptable uh, that they would pay you for for using your listings? That's uh, uh, that's an interesting concept. I hadn't really thought about it, to be honest with you. Uh, and the I I don't really think that's likely to happen. I think it's it's more likely they will try to come up with something that some other form of compensation. And uh, if they did that, that's that's probably more what we're looking for. We're not, I don't think people are looking to or agents are looking to sell their listing content. They're wanting to get the home sold. Good point. All right, so let's talk about um, how folks let agents know. And this is something that. Uh, Tim Ventura told me about it. I was excited to talk with you about this. Homes USA Club, tell us a little bit about that. And so I know you were wanting some feedback from our listeners on that. And I have to warn you, we have literally tens of thousands of listeners. So I hope you're ready for the feedback. Well, that would, that would be great. Uh, we've been doing the, the builders' uh, listings. And, of course, the, the entire reason for doing that is to get the information to agents. Uh, I have an associate uh, here in the office uh, by the name of Bob Hafer who has put together uh, MCE classes in cooperation with the local Realtor Association and the Home Builders Association. And uh, he's been doing this for about a year, and he's telling me all the questions he's getting back from the agents, wanting more information, uh, but very good feedback. And uh, and it, we've come to the realization there's a real hunger out there for age, from agents wanting to know how to work better with agents, I mean with builders, how builders, to work better yeah. with builders. And um, so we came up with the concept that, that and, and on the other hand, builders uh, want to have better relationships with agents. So they want to express their their agent friendliness, and uh, but in spite of that, there, there's no real vehicle to do that. And so this is what the Homes USA Club does. Uh, we... We have benefits that, uh, to agents and benefits to builders. Uh, some of the benefits to agents would be uh, they would they would be assured of some sort of bonus, maybe $500 or more per home. The builder would have to agree to that as part of their affiliation with the club. Uh, they, agents would receive the uh, a, a website uh, uh, insert that would have the new homes on their website, so they could do their own new home website. I'm a search right on their own website, as could their their uh, clients. 
and uh, they wouldn't have to go to any other, uh, you know, multiple builder sites to find out what the inventory was. We would have all of that right there on them, their website for them. Uh, it's been suggested that we have a job board for agents that want to become assistants or sales counselors. Of course, the education benefits I touched on, uh, we would have meetings, uh, annual and quarterly and semi-annual me semi-annual meetings to uh, for trends and uh, to keep agents, um, excuse me, I'm getting a little ahead of myself, uh, to keep agents um, um, up to date on housing trends and uh, economic forecasts. Uh, we would have annual awards for uh, recognition of, of agents that uh, outstanding performance, and uh, uh, they would also receive uh, lapel pins, decals, uh, and the right to use our logo on their cards, their websites, their signs, uh, whatever they may want to to let to let people know that they are part of this uh, entity. And on the on the other hand, uh, builders would uh, be able to, as I say, demonstrate their friendliness, uh, increase the agent goodwill. Uh, hopefully increased sales. They would have uh, um, uh, be able to identify. Uh, uh, they, they would know who the membership was that, that was actually these agents that are actually members of the club. So that if they wanted to do, uh, say, a focus group, or they wanted to, uh, to send out a uh, an email announcing a new subdivision or something, agents would would be agreeable to receiving that uh, uh, that information. Um, there's, uh, let's see, um, and of course the broker, uh, the builders could then post anything on the job board for if they had if they had an opening for an assistant or sales counselor, and uh, you know that's some of the highlights of of the benefits. So, so the website what, uh, for them, but. For the website for them to go to, Ben, is? Well, we have not. Uh, uh, it's going to be homesusasalesclub.com. We're okay. still in the feedback stage, and, uh, um, you know, I will say we have not received one negative comment from builders or brokers. We have an appointment with the largest independent broker in uh, our region uh, next week to uh, brief them on it. Uh, we've already done a pre pre briefing and they seem very interested. I've talked to multi market uh regional builders that, that are very uh uh interested in it and we're talking to even some national builders that are very interested. So when we get all get all of our feedback, um, uh, we will then finalize it. Uh, it's not gonna be difficult to create the website and uh it's it's not going to be a, a uh, an expensive process for anyone to benefit, to to be a part of the for the agents uh, their their only cost is going to be uh taking the courses to become qualified uh to to um have the to use the logo and be a part of the membership they they would have to sell at least one new home per year to re, to remain uh, members, or they would drop to a candidate status. No, I get what you're saying. So basically the essence of it, and I agree this is a great time for you to come out with this um, product, in essence is uh, there are tremendous opportunities to be working with new construction guy, uh, builders all over the country. A lot of them are retooling their sales staff. A lot of agents don't really know anything about working with builders. Builders and working with builders, whether it be a high-end custom builder or a production builder, 
you know, it's a fantastic way uh, to make money. And some of you are going to find yourselves specializing and wanting to focus just on new construction. And, you know, like Ben has, it is an incredible opportunity in virtually the entire country. So, uh, Ben, we have to wrap up. I really appreciate you being my co-host today and um, allowing me to interview you. It was great finally talking with you. And so, guys, there it is, popular request. Ben Caballero, Realtrend's number one top-producing agent in the USA. Hopefully you enjoyed the interview as much as I did. So, Ben, thank you very much. I really appreciate your time. You're very welcome, and thank you for uh, allowing me to address your audience. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.